Hello and welcome back to this Christian Walk podcast, the show where no topic is too taboo to empower you on your walk with God. I'm your host, Marley B, and it is my privilege to welcome you back to the conversation. And for my Christians who love a great Christian movie, this conversation is for you. Now, you heard of The Shack, um, you heard of um, The War Room, you've heard of um, The Overcomer. All of these are great movies and movies that will inspire you and get get you more in tune with who God is. And my guest today has written, directed, and produced a new Christian movie that's now available to you at your local Walmart and on Prime Video. And that movie is called The Mulligan. It's all about second chances, and he is here today to tell us all about what inspired him to make this movie so it can be a blessing to you. So let's get into it right now uh, walk with me talk with me what you know about god will he ride with me coming open my eyes for me hear my story show me more what's in store and what's more listen homie can you walk rolling edrich welcome to this christian walk podcast hey i'm so excited to be on it this is my marley this is actually my first uh guest appearance on a podcast are you kidding me I no. am definitely honored because I'm this, honored. Yes, this is a first for me because <laughs> I have never had a real life movie producer on my show before. <laughs> you are it. So I'm glad we are making history. And I believe I'm gonna go ahead and prophesy that it will not be the the last time we make history together. Are you down with that? All right. I like that. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> me too. Well, I already kind of gave it away, right, of how we met. I got the opportunity to be at a special screening of the movie that you created there, that beautiful background that we see there, The Mulligan, this past April. Yes, this past April. I love the movie. I absolutely loved it. I was so glad to be able to be a part of that historical moment for you. I can't even imagine all that you went through to even do it because that was like your first movie, right? Yeah. So I um I had done a lot of screenwriting and consulting, but I had never written a movie in the end. Um, and I was part of the writing team, which I can share kind of the background on that if it's uh, worth explaining. So um, there's uh, four writers in, on the credits you'll see for this movie. My my father. Rick Eldridge was kind of the supervising writer. So he's been through this uh, dozens of times. He's, he's, he's a movie maker, right? He's the producer. And, um, and so he, he brought this project to life end to end um, and oversaw the writing process. His, his cousin, uh, Jimmy Hager, was involved early in the structuring of the story as well. Um, and then me and my brother uh, are the other two writers in that. And we, um, we, we did a lot to take it end to end. Um, you know, and, and translate what was a very short and sweet uh, parable type of a book, uh, best-selling book by Ken Blanchard and Wally Armstrong. And it had a great structure for a, a story, but it didn't have nearly enough uh, content to make a movie, and you know, an hour and a half movie out of it. So that was kind of the fun part for us was like coming up with all the all, all the new storylines and elaborating on things because there was a great kind of heart right there and we want to preserve that but 
you know, we, we added a lot, you know, that kind of reinforced the themes and made it a, a visual experience for people. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Well, I really like the fact that it was a family affair. Okay. Yeah, very and much I, so. That, you know, yeah. sometimes that can be like a nightmare for people working with family. <laughs> but how was that experience with you, with you guys on this? No, it was great. I mean, you know, yeah, family can bring out the best and the worst in you, that's for sure. Uh, but in this case, I think we definitely uh, played to our strengths. And my my brother and I have um, always been very close. Um, and we, we balance each other out, you know, where, where he pushes, I pull and, and that kind of thing. So, um, so that was, that was a good experience. There were times where, you know, I needed him to prompt me and get me going on things. There were times where I had to kind of slow him down. Hey, let's think about this differently. Um, and it worked out really well. I, we're, we're working on other projects. Um, so it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't become one of those things where it's like, let's not do this again because you know, right. our, our <laughs> relationship is more important. Um, but, you know, there's definitely some turmoil too, um, but it, was, it turned out great. Right. I'm sure it always has to be challenging, especially, um, you know, I, I understand you said that you had experience doing the writing part, but this time actually bringing a story to life and then actually having that add to the story to help yeah. bring it to life. I'm sure that process was you know i mean was challenging you know so uh what was i mean uh, i can't even imagine all the challenges you faced but what and i know you probably prepared for a certain amount of challenges right but what was the biggest challenge that you didn't expect yeah so two things um one i you know i have uh three kids and a wife and a full-time job that's not related to movies at all um, so, uh, and other things, of course, you just involved in. So, so that was challenge number one was just making time for something that was important to us. Um, and that, you know, uh, there were times where, you know, I mean, we were working really late or, you know, uh, through the night, um, you know, giving away weekends and stuff like that to, to make this thing happen. Um, so there was sacrifice all around, you know, my, my, my wife was, uh, a, you know, a part of making this movie and, and putting up with it right? Right. Um, and supporting. So um, in that way. So um, that's number one. Uh, number two, um, really getting more specific into the movie. Um, there was a one of the biggest challenges was, um, as I alluded to, preserving the heart of the of the story in the in the book. Um, cause we did elaborate a lot and, and wove in some new things, but you know, you can't lose sight of what made the book great, a best-selling book, right? I mean, if you lose that, then, um, you've gone off script. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, and the writers, Kim Blanchard and Wally Armstrong were great in letting us take some liberties, uh, but it was important to them and rightfully so that we preserve, um, the central heart of the story, which is essentially a gospel of redemption. Um, is a, the, the story that comes, you know, um, at the climax of the movie where you kind of see, I'm not going to give it any away, but you see redemption. You see, you see the gospel played out in, um, in the characters' lives. And, um, you see the gospel articulated, not just implied, but very clearly articulated. And that, getting the, the wording right on that, um, took as much time as anything else that we wrote because, um, you know, the gospel is very personal. 
um, and people, you know, understand it in sometimes different and nuanced ways. Um, and you want to be able to communicate it in a way that's authentic and real. Um, so that that was one of the big challenges in the you know in the writing process. You know, sometimes you know, getting the story together was was quick. I mean, getting those like those few words, those lines of dialogue that you really need to get right in those precious moments that can kind of make or break the way people feel um, or what they take away from the uh, from the movie. So. Yeah, well, you guys definitely did a great job at preserving the heart of it because it was definitely one of those grab your pearls moments, especially at the end. But once again, we're not going to give it away. You just have to see it. I have to say, when I first heard the name of a, of the uh, movie, I was like, okay, what is that? I have no knowledge of golf, but I feel like a little. I, I, I learned a lot. <laughs> about it yeah then when, i was just like okay what is the mulligan i because I, I, I knew I, I got invited from my friend my sister friend uh rose who um is her likeness was in the movie which is pretty cool this yeah. beautiful young lady um on, yeah. in the black dress here was uh yeah. pretty much a um a likeness of rose from what i understand that's right and grace rose lane she's like one of my favorite people and um, as we were writing the script, yeah, there was a character there that, um, you know, we needed someone, uh, Paul, the central character, has alienated himself from many of the most important people in his life. Um, but we were thinking, you know, you can't really have a character that's totally alone, um, because then you don't really get to know them. And, you know, so we try to think of how to, how do we create a bond with someone that hasn't given up on him, that's still working for his benefit and god puts those people in in our lives doesn't mean right Absolutely. so 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 we put we, we put that character and you know in all my time working with rose she's one of those people that just you know she speaks into people right and she's she's that person that holds it together and is, it. is on ministry all the time all right? the time so, <laughs> so that was a fun character right because i'm you know yeah I, I had an anchor for that one um and uh and she's she's very proud, you know, to to tell everybody that she, you know, made you know, made the movie in that way. So, I know. So thank you, Rose. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Big shout out to Rose. Um, and she def she definitely deserves to have her heart uh immortalized on screen. So thank you for doing that because you did a great job at doing that. Yeah. Um, the heart of the movie, like I said, was clear. The message definitely one that we can all relate to i mean luckily we serve a god that is a god of, sec of second chances and this mm -hmm. is a chance you know this was a man who was able to get that through god's grace but i'm wondering like i know out of all the stories that you could have um really created into a movie this one really hit home. Was it something particular about the second chance that you related to? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and and definitely, um, there's um, there. I, I feel like there is a redemption for all of us. Um, you know, if you and and that that's one of the things that I think makes this movie connect with people so so well is like, you know, even if you don't you know, care about golf or, you know, you haven't walked these specific circumstances, um, you'll see yourself in it, right? Especially for those 
that have been redeemed or restored understand that that story um and i think for for anyone that that desired that um right uh, and 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 the movie i think invites you into that uh, and right so and that's a that's a powerful thing so for me personally to answer your question um you know i've been i've been saved by grace and it it wasn't easy to understand that as a kid growing up that you know I felt like, you know, I was a good Christian kid most of my life, um, right? So uh, for people who have a more radical testimony, there's that, you know, kind of more, you know, uh, big conversion moment that they change, you know, their desires all, you know, all change all at once. And for me, you know, I always kind of felt like I was the good kid, um, you know, and, and in that way, kind of earning uh, favor of my parents, my teachers, and you know my friends. I was like liked in every direction, right? I just want to be liked. And you kind of apply that framework to an eternal God, right? And say, all right, well, you know, as long as I'm keeping up my image, it, you know, I'm going to be liked. I'm going to be approved of and accepted, and that becomes your identity. So, so for me, um, a lot there's there's a lot of lines in this movie that refer to um, you know, people that are trying to earn it. Um, and the main character is a performer. He's an achiever. He's a CEO, high-powered guy. He has a you know, definition of success from the world standpoint, um, right? And uh, and yet, there's this emptiness and this sense that, like, am I living it right? You know, have I gotten everything that I needed out of this? You know, have I earned enough for, for, for a God, God to accept me? And the short answer is no, no one can, no one can earn um, God's love. He loves in spite of what we do, uh, <laughs> right? He loves because he created us and, and for who we are, um, regardless of the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um, so for me, like kind of drawing forward those themes of, um, of grace instead of performance um, is probably the more personal aspect because, because I was, I was definitely in a performance mindset, um, for a time growing up and, and, you know, God was fortunately able to tear, tear down that wall and help me not to, not to carry that, uh, self-righteous mentality. So. Oh, wow. That is really a beautiful testimony, Roland, because that's something, I think that's one of the, um, one of those secret shames of the church that, that kind of expectation was somehow um, perpetuated in all denominations that faith was something that was performance-based and that we can earn our way into God's uh, good graces and we can even earn our way into heaven. And when we found out and was able to let go of, of that illusion, because that's just not true, and able to really grab a hold to the fact that we serve a God that loves us in spite of us. That is something that just made him bigger to us and made um, the church be what he intended it to be, which is a place mm -hmm. where people who don't realize that all this love is just right there waiting for them as soon as they ask for it. You know, that's what yeah. the church is supposed to be. And I think that this, uh, movie it did a great job of mirroring that to to everyone. I also like the fact that it was um a look into the one percent 
you know, demographic, mm-hmm. right? Because the perception is that when you have money and when you have power and when you have education and all opportunities that can be afforded to you, then life is always good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I and I just thought that this was a great example of you can you can you know look the grass is not always greener you know what i'm saying yeah. and if you don't have a relationship with your family a relationship with god there is an emptiness there that things just cannot feel you know and yeah. i thought right and ecclesiastes right it says right i've seen it all i've had it all i've experienced it all and what is it at the end of the day it's all vanity right um it's meaningless everything is everything is meaningless at the end of the day right from the greatest of successes to the lowest of lows you know we have a short time on this light on, on this earth right it comes and it goes right so you zoom out and kind of and kind of look at things from that angle and it's it's really true you have to re- you have to kind of consider what is what is meaningful right why why are we here right um and how do we actually um, how do we ascribe value to things? Because it's all going to come and it's going to go, um, right? So, you know, from an eternal perspective, um, you know, you know, this life only matters if it's not my own, if it's not about me. That's when it, that's when it matters, right? Right. Nothing better than to be a part of something bigger than yourself, and then it's a real you know, graduation moment in, in your walk with God when you realize that it's not just about everything you do in relationship with God is not just so you can get blessed. It's because God is trying to bless somebody else through you. He's trying to do something through you. It's not just about you. You know, that is that kind of selfless, um, unconditional love is just something that everybody should understand that that's what God wants for us. And to be able to be able to lavish in that type of love, knowing that it's bigger than me, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that is yeah. a beautiful thing. And then, so when you when you put out something like this, because we all know you reap what you sow, right? And when you put something out like this that can bless so many people, you know, because this is a ministry for you, am I right? Do you consider this yeah. a ministry? Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I'll share too, like, you know, I've always, um, I've always struggled with um, evangelism uh, to the extent that I, that I want to evangelize. Right. I mean, I feel like, you know, we should evangelize. um, Right. I mean, you know, if what we say is true, uh, if we really believe what we say, right. About, about God and about the, the salvation through Jesus and the hope that that brings to people, um, we should be sharing at every opportunity, right? Um, now, now people are wired differently and have different personalities and, and different approaches to doing that. Um, so, you know, with this movie, you know, for me, you know, my, my passion has always been about creating things, writing things, and, and, and using that to point to truth. Um, so, you know, in a, um, in a relational sense, you know, I, I oftentimes, um, you know, build relationships and, and, and I have a hard time being really explicit in sharing the gospel, um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's fear or if it's tact or, you know, whatever, but I'm just, 
I, I oftentimes don't hit people with, you know, the hard, true gospel. And that's something I wrestle with. I'm trying to do that more, honestly, and just like figure out how to, how to help, help people see it for what it is and, 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 and feel that it's coming from a place of love. Um, right. And that's, that takes a lot. Um, so, you know, to be able to put out a movie like this, or I also do songwriting. In fact, there's a song in the movie that I wrote and recorded and I'm singing that song in the movie. So it's called that, that song is called start again. Um, you should play it at the credits when you, when you, uh, oh, no, <laughs> right. I need, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to look that up. We got yeah. to feature that right yeah. there. Yeah. Or link people to it. It's just my name, Roland Eldridge. It's on Spotify and everywhere else. But, um, anyway, the song, that song also has a gospel message. It's more of a love song and it shows up in the movie, um, at a point where Paul is reflecting. Um, you may remember the scene where he's flipping through pictures and kind of remembering, you know, this, and the song is, it'd be nice if we could start again. It wouldn't it be nice, right? Um, and, you know, to have a fresh start, just a clean plate and all the mess and all the baggage and all the stuff that we carry just could go away. What if that could happen, right? It seems impossible. That could never happen. Um, but what if it did, right? Like, would our relationship be different? Would Right? Like, would we be able to, you know, have, a, like, really love each other if we didn't have all this mess? And that's what they got. I mean, that's the gospel too, right? Um, and you know, you you take that into the in the spiritual context. That's what it is. We get a clean start, a fresh start every morning. By the way, new mercies every day. Um, so um, so anyhow, um, creating creating a work like that that is evangelical, uh, right? In the sense that it's inviting people into the the story, the story and the truth of the gospel. For me, is like. It's really encouraging that, you know, that I can do ministry in that way and share that piece of me with not just my friends and community, but people all over the world that I'll never meet is a, is a different kind of impact that I, you know, that I've always wanted to have and, you know, in sharing the gospel. Um, and so I'm really excited about that to be able to put the movie out and know that, you know, know that the, the word is going forward right in that way that um sometimes on my per, on a personal level i feel like i'm not always bold enough to do that <laughs> but this is a tool right it's a it's a tool for doing that exact thing so it's pretty cool i appreciate you so much for really you know owning up to that because i have to say at my church my pastor has been really kind of bringing that point home i'm actually right now uh listening on um on audible Rick Richardson's book, uh, You Found Me, talking about how, you know, it's so many people that we have, like, uh, we want to avoid the the social awkwardness of discussing our faith, and we're Mm -hmm. missing opportunities to essentially be what God called us to be, which is his hands and feet, and, you know, we're good to tell, we're quick to tell people, hey, we, we know of a good restaurant, we know where they can get a good outfit we know where they can anything that you know we know we can get they can get five cents on on dishwashing liquid uh, you know we can tell them all of those things but when it comes about telling them something that not only could be their salvation in the next life but can be so enriching for them in this life and we miss those opportunities just because we want to avoid the awkwardness of you know you know, being labeled the 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 holy roller or the Bible thumper or the or just somebody, oh Lord, here come the Jesus freak or whatever the situation is. 
And it's just like, you know, but it's so many people that need what we, what we know. When we, when you turn on the TV or step outside the door and see all of the despair in the world, how do you feel about, you know, the fact that the, the dwindling attendance numbers and people just going more into the territory of nuns and, you know, turning away from faith because of, you know, just losing hope uh, in the ideal of it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. And I've seen people walk away from faith too, right? And that's that's a hard thing. And um, I think I think it is, it, you know, it is in part because, uh, you know, the church is, is hesitant to step into those uncomfortable places. That's a big piece of it. Uh, it is, you know, and, um, and so, you know, I, this I would I would encourage people to use use the movie as a as an opportunity to do that. You know, um, the movie is is quite um, accessible, right? I mean, I think anyone that watches it would get something out of it, even if they don't don't buy the faith message. They they'll still enjoy the movie, and that's that's pretty cool. But but the message is there, right? So so anyone that wants to t- you know reach reach someone in their lives could give this movie to them or, or, you know, encourage them to watch it on Amazon Prime, which is, is available today, by the way. Today Woo-hoo! is the release day. Yes. <laughs> Amazon Prime Front. Day. Uh, yes, today. And it's in Walmart on DVD. So go, you can go buy 10 DVDs and make it your goal, right? <laughs> I'm going to give this to the 10 people that need it, that need to see this. And, and they'll enjoy it. And I have a question for you, Marlon. Sure. Did you cry during the movie? Uh, I definitely cried. Yes, I did. I definitely cried because one, I am a crybaby, right? And I am a sucker for second chances. Like I'm the one. I I will go there. And even though, and you know, I'm I'm also (laughs) just to kind of tell myself a little bit the type of person that is always trying to anticipate what's going to happen. And it's like, okay, I think I know what's going on here. And when you, when I think I know what's going on here and it twists on me and then I cry, oh, that's always a, and it was one of those situations. It was like, okay, (laughs) this was good. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely did. I I enjoyed it. If I can cry in the theater, that was worth the ticket. (laughs) And that's the thing, you know, there's, um, there's a very human and irrefutable um, aspect of story, right? Because I can come uh, try to present information to you, right? You've probably, uh, and, and many people already have their arguments or their reasons for not believing that information, um, right? Um, Jesus taught in parables for that reason. This, 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 the book was titled, and I think it says it here, A Parable of Second Chances, right? And that's what it is. It's a story that is hard to argue with, a story, right? This is, this is something that that happens. It happens every day, right? And people walk through situations like this. So when you when you watch it, you know, you start to believe and your emotions start to, you know, kind of connect to this, this these characters. And regardless of the, the so-called information of uh, of the faith, um, there is there are acts of faith that you see played out. Um, and you can't, you know, you can't refute it. You know, you, you can't. So that that's a pretty cool thing and uh, a very different way of presenting the gospel um, than sharing sharing the information that you you know you would want to compel someone 
you know, because it, it's very real, it's very human. And I think it connects to a different in the, in the brain and the soul in a, in a unique way. Absolutely. And I think um, what the church needs to embrace are new ways to, you know, er, the, everything evolves. And I, I think that there's nothing wrong with the church doing that as well and finding new ways to deliver the message, other ways to extend the message, other ways to um, extend the invitation to get to know Jesus. And that is worth, you know, trying. Um, I have to admit that even in doing this show, this is an unorthodox way to advocate for a relationship with God, you know, and I feel mm-hmm. that is God has called me to it. And I'm, and while sometimes I have struggles with unworthiness or wondering why me, at the end of the day, I feel that I see the need for it. And I, I've given God my yes that I'm going to continue to do it. I've seen what it's done for my life and for other people's life, giving them a chance at, you know, having these conversations in a place that's not judgmental and in a place that's not extra just preaching at you. You know what I mean? Without just being able to discuss issues or the just the, the topic of faith and to mm-hmm. do it without condemnation or judgment. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that is what the mulligan did also, because to me, it advocates for a relationship with God or just for, uh, um, it will just spark, if anything else, you're thinking about going that path. You know what I mean? And if if we can do that, if we can plant those kind of seeds for God to water, then I think that we are doing things that's going to get us well on the path to hearing well done. And I think that yeah. what you're what you did was great. And you said that you're going to. Are you said you had other projects going on too? We do. Yeah, we've got. We're writing. Um, yeah, a, a few other things in in the work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're working on a, a Christmas story. A um, um, I actually acted in a movie that will be coming out next year. Oh wow! Um, so uh, it's a tennis movie. I, I was a college tennis player, um, and uh, it's also a, a faith-based film um, that I play. I actually play the villain a little bit in this one. Um, Get out of uh, here! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It, it, it was did really you fun like playing shoot. the villain? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you hear that yeah, from actors to, who say that they that playing the vil- playing yeah. the bad guy is is fun, and I was just wondering. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Will you will you talk uh, to me a little bit about golf? Now you're gonna try to teach me a little bit about tennis, Nate. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I wanna I wanna uh, hit on something you said because I mean the um the the theme that uh you know when I think about the church at large and you know, some of the things that you described and the, the dynamics that we see in people leaving the church or not, you know, engaging with the church um, and even our ability to share um, truth. To me, it all kind of comes down to one thing and it's love. Um, right. And it, this is, I mean, this is, this is really what I think I need to work on first and foremost. And I, and I think all believers like are called to grow in love first and, and love should motivate the action. And, you know, scripture says that they will know us by the way we love each other and that that would compel people to faith. 
right? It's like, how could, how could you love like that? So in the story, um, this, uh, this guy right here, um, uh, he, he plays, uh, this, uh, Pat Boone plays the old pro, old pro. Uh, and yeah. And, uh, and by the way, he's, he's up for uh, best supporting actor at the Canadian, uh, faith and family film festival. Oh, um, wow. and, uh, the several, we got nominated in several categories. I just heard today. That is a, congratulations. Uh, yeah. So very excited. Um, and I think, I think Pat Boone will get it because, I mean, his performance it was is good. Oh, bro was my favorite. Um, was good. But I'll tell you what about his character. And um, this, this is even something I haven't really thought about until we're just talking about it. There are certain people that I know, and there's not a lot of them. There's a few people that I know that, that really exhibit love and, and you know, brotherly love and, and, and really God's love that I know that he's like, this person loves people well right and and this person will go out of their way for for anyone um and you know you know where you're sta- where where you stand with this person because they're going to love you unconditionally and and that's kind of that's that's what the old pro does right uh for uh uh for the main character paul um he comes into his life and shows him a different kind of love than he's ever experienced before um and that's you know, that's what compels him, I think, you know, in the end is, you know, this is different. This is, this is something real. This is something true and, and very different than what I've ever really experienced. Um, Paul, as you see in the movie, um, he didn't have that from his father. Um, right. Uh, and so, so anyway, I just, you know, kind of connect, connecting several topics we talked about, right. It's that, that's the capital letter word, right. Is, is love and that, you know, so. Anyway. God is love. And, and yeah. the best way to show God is to show love. That's the best yeah. way. And yeah. I just feel like, you know, the church is starting to get the message of, you know, stop condemning and just start loving. Stop yeah. loving. Because yeah. um, condemning is, is, is not, it's not the way. Yeah. It is not the way. Yeah. But I, I think what you what you have there is a beautiful thing. I, I I'm so glad to hear that you've been getting all the accolades that you've been getting. But I mean, I know I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. Now that I know is I've been waiting for the streaming to come in. It's on Prime. I'll get it booted up it's right on Prime. away. <laughs> yep, I'm definitely send, gonna be listening. <laughs> What's the name of the song again, Roland? Oh, start again. Start again. Start again. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to make sure. Song. Yeah. I'm going to be listening for that one for this time around. And then let me find out you got pipes on you. How long you been singing? <laughs> oh man. All my whole life. Yeah, really? My whole life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to be listening for the pipes. I'm when I, when I, when I listen to it, I'm going to text you. I'm going to be like, okay, <laughs> Roland, I hear the pipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a singer? I'm going to get you get you singing with me oh, that, I mean, I, you know karaoke i'm down for that i'm i can do karaoke with the best okay. of them but you're talking about real life singing i don't know Roland. maybe i can do like i some... think you sing pretty loud in church <laughs> i used to i used to get kind of loud i used to get kind of loud <laughs> <laughs> choir way oh, way I, back I, in the day <laughs> I, I i'm a worship leader you know um 
and uh, that's one of my favorite things. Is, you know, like there's all there's always a few people that's like I can hear them every time. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think I suspect that you're one of those people. Yeah, you know, from the front, they're like I hear Marley. I hear Marley over there. Okay, well, you if you convince <laughs> me, I'll get on it. But in, I, it won't take much convincing. Just let me let me get. You know, I'm I might need some words in front of me just to help it along the way, but. You probably could get me on the mic a little bit. I don't know how well I'm going to do, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to hold you for that. And look, I'm trying to get on one of these movies, too. Let me um be a background person or something. I would love to come on the set. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's fun. I tell you what, it's not as glamorous as it looks. You know, I'm sure it's a lot of work. It's shiny and it's beautiful cut together and all this. It is just, you know, you get on a film set, you look around, and you just like you stand in there for hours. You know, the, you know, the film crew, you know, is not as is not as put together as the acting, you know, kind of polished crew. You know, so you know, a lot of people walk on a film set and they're like, oh, this is different, you know. <laughs> um, but it's fun. Well, that's cool. Well, I don't know. I just want to go in to say I experienced it, so I can at least say I I went on one. So I would definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be great. So, Roland, this has been a great talk. You know I'm going to have to have you back on here, one when the other movie comes out, right? Yeah, um, let's do it. Yes, we yeah. definitely going to do that. And so, you know, I'm sure you'll have some more uh, interviews by then, probably do a couple more podcasts, but I'll always be the first. So that yes. is special yeah. to me. I appreciate that. Me I'm too. honored. <laughs> I am so honored. So if if you could say my my last question, if you have what's your biggest dream for the Mulligan? Mm. Mm. You know, I really hope that the Mulligan um you know, it's interesting cuz cuz every impression is meaningful. You know, um every one impression is meaningful for someone to watch it and connect with it. And that that's what I, you know, I, again, from a songwriting perspective, I always think about why do I write songs? Why would I bother going through all the process of recording it? You know, it, it takes time. It can be expensive. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it's like it might connect to someone. And wouldn't that be cool? Um, so if I were to dream big about the mulligan, heck, I would love to see it, you know, kind of catch fire on the digital and, you know, the DVDs. Um, uh, market and to the extent that it comes back in the theaters right after its initial debut because it's got enough support to have a have another run in the theaters that happens but you know um so you know i think this is something that people will see it and they'll share it um you know it's just one of those things again from a from a sharing of faith as a, you know stories that just connect with people i've seen it several times and i'm not tired of it so i mean i and, yeah I think it's just one of those moves. So, you know, my hope, you know, dreaming big is that it just becomes, you know, one of the, one of the five Christian movies you would name offhand if I were to ask you what Christian movies you like, the Mulligan, you know, that's my, I mean, that's my hope is that it becomes everybody's favorite Christian movie. Um, And, you know, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's already, it's already done it you know, a very meaningful work in, uh, you know, sharing, hearing people's stories. You know, so many people have, have, have already reached out and said that movie really impacted me, you know, and, and the, you know, in really specific ways. So, um, you know, I'm, 
I'm really thankful. I mean, I, it's a privilege for me. Uh, I feel very honored to have been a part of it. Um, and I just continue to pray that God uses it for good. Well said. Well, I couldn't have said it better. I definitely wish you much, much success with it and much success in all your future endeavors. You got to show me the DVD. I know you got it over there. Yes. Okay, <laughs> this is the DVD. Um, hot off the press. It's a little warm on my hands because it's so... <laughs> Uh, so fresh fresh um, off the so presses at a yeah, walmart you near look, you if you look really close you know in the fine print you'll see uh, my name is down there <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah it's a it's a really pretty looking uh dvd so yeah you pick it up at Wal walmart um has an exclusive on it they wanted to be the first to make it available so get it, go get it at walmart um, and then it'll be available in more uh, more stores and more streaming platforms in the coming months. But Walmart and Amazon Prime are the um, are the main places you're going to get it today. Today, today, August 16th. By the time we run this, it'll be out. But you can go today to see the Mulligan. Get yeah. your copies. Share your copies. This is a way for us to share our faith in a way that. It's going to be comfortable for any circle that you bring it in. And any yeah. any demographic will get something out of this movie because it is powerful. It is heartwarming. And it's funny. Yeah, it's funny, too. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's got even some, rom you know, it's got a romance story. It's got a father-son, you know. So, you know, all generations are represented. Um, it's, it's a global, multi-ethnic, uh, multi-culture uh, story. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's broad and it's deep. So yeah, like you said, I think, uh, you know, every, everybody, it's an everybody movie. It's an everybody <laughs> movie. <laughs> everybody, yeah. any occasion movie. Definitely the yes. mulligan. August 16th, 2022 streaming right now. Like, there it. you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you. Oh, and but you got to drop the website. What was the website? Okay, the website um, is the themulliganmovie.com. Themulliganmovie.com. So you'll get trailers and you know media if you want to share it on social media. Everything is on themulliganmovie.com. Um, yeah, there you go. And I want to say thank you, Marley, because this is a, this is a really cool platform. Um, I, I love what you're doing with it. Um, and, you know, shout out to all your listeners, your faithful listeners and the ones that are just dropping in, uh, all of them. Um, so, yeah. Thank good. you, Roland. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much to my guest, Roland Etheridge, for coming on to the show and joining the conversation and telling us all about the Mulligan movie. I'm so proud of the accomplishments that you have made, sir, and I look forward to hearing how your movie has been a blessing to so many. And for you out there, if this conversation spoke to you, please like it, please share it, don't forget to comment, and definitely please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember, you can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as iHeartRadio. Well, the Mulligan movie, right now, just want to remind you guys, is once again available at your local Walmart, as well as on Prime Video streaming right now. So please go out, let's support this movie, and let's share it. Share it with your friends because it has a great 
heartwarming story about faith, about family, and more importantly, about second chances. And we know God is all about second chances. And on this walk with God, I know one thing for sure. Loving God can be easy. Trusting God can be hard. But I believe we can all get there one step at a time on this Christian walk. I'll see you next time. Mr. Homie, can you walk with me, talk with me, what you know about God, will he ride with me, come and open my eyes for me, in my story, show me more, what's in store, and what's more, Mr. Homie, can you walk, uh, can you walk, let's walk.